Hey everybody, welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got your boy Mass Dog, you got Mike. Yo. We are back from being on the road. I was actually supposed to be gone today. Where and are you? I'm not. Where were you going? Texas. Uh, my sister was Texas. My sister was going to oh, get married. Right. Um, she got sick though, so they couldn't do it. And uh, so here we are. So guys, if you have not checked out our website, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Guys, look, I'm excited about these topics that we're coming up with. We got way more to talk about. Um, you know, you know us, we kind of go off on the bunny trails, yeah. but I'm trying not to do that because we want to save those as topics. We are listening to you. We're listening to your questions. We want to answer them as best we can. So again, go to the self right? And you guys can do a lot of different things. You can sign up for our newsletter on there. You can actually order um, our merch, support your boys, get yourself a t-shirt or something like that. Um, we got some new merch coming out, which is yep. exciting, right? Mikey's working on some curriculum. So if you guys go to the self you guys can sign up for our curriculums. We've got our Constitution course coming out in July, or I'm sorry, in January. We have our uh, Government versus God, which we need to keep promoting, man. That was yeah. that was a good one. Yep. And a lot of people are signing up. You know, with the conferences we've been to, uh, we're seeing a really good response. So, like, you guys got to sign up if you want to get educated on the answers and how to face the world and the challenges. Go ahead. And I'll actually add on to that. We do have a vaccine conference that we have done in the past. That's right. And so, if you want to get in on that, you can get in on that. You can check it out. You. Go ahead and contact us. Look it up, and and we'll figure out what's going on with that. But it'll it'll help you out because a lot of people are having questions. Which this actually leads into something that people I've been noticing more and more people have been standing up. I've had yep. several yep. people come to me lately of like, no, I'm I'm standing up and I'm I'm telling my business that I'm not going to get vaccinated. And so I just want to give an encouragement to those of you who have decided, you know what, I'm not going to be browbeat into taking a vaccine that I don't agree with. And more power to you because there will be other people who will see what you're doing and decide, okay, now I can stand. Somebody else has started it. And I'm just, I'm so proud of those of you who have decided to stand because it can be a very scary thing. But you are though you are that person who is willing to do what you yep. need to do to change something. That's right. Just, just remember this. People follow courage. They don't right. care about what you know. They care about courage because you can know everything. But the Bible says knowledge puffeth up. All it does is just make your mind bigger. Charity, love, action is what does something. It changes people, right? First John 318. Don't ever forget that. So again, go to the self-evident truth. If you guys have not subscribed on our YouTube, it is growing. We're excited about that. Also, our Rumble, BitChute, all these other sites, go on there, subscribe. If you guys have not been on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, we don't care if you hate us or not. Leave us a review. Who cares? It just We want to hear from you. Don't be afraid to. Guys, we got people live right now. We're going to give you a couple minutes to share the video. Share the video because we, a lot of, we got a lot of good content out there um, coming up as well. So, I mean, there's just so much going on. Um, we love doing our podcast, but we love going out and preaching and touring, uh, and and it's been really exciting. So we just got back from, where did we come from? Ohio. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're running into each other here. They're they're running into each other here. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Right. But we were just in Ohio. Uh, we did what three, uh, three days of preaching. So we preached like six times, six times, I think something like that. And then we did a church on Sunday. Now, the, the church that we did was really exciting because I didn't know what to expect. They called us and we're like, okay, what, what's it like? And yep. I heard, you know, yeah, he's really good. Don't worry about it. And then I heard, well, he doesn't really, you know, but it's, 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 and it wasn't bad that they were, what they were saying. It was like, we don't really know where he stands politically. So I'm like, right. okay, we'll just go with it. And guys, you should have seen it, man. And they, they actually recorded it. If you guys go to Landmark Church in Cincinnati, they recorded the one and man, we were ministering, just like bringing the, bringing the house down, man. And we were at the end doing altar calls, seeing people delivered, healed. It was fun. It was and, fun. And just beautiful people. So if you're in the Cincinnati area and you're looking for a church, you're not really sure where to go. Check out Landmark. Uh, just, just beautiful people. Amazing pastor. We are actually going to be heading back up there sometime shortly. I know uh, the pastor wants to do an apologetics yep, conference. We're and so we're excited for that. We're excited to be regulars at that church. So keep your eyes out. Yeah. We're also announcing we may be changing the night that we do these podcasts. Yes. Because remember we talked about I love the... how I always find stuff no, out. No, we talked about this. We talked about the football season. Remember, people are gonna watch Oh, that's football. right. You and I just yeah, talked right. about we that did, a little we bit. Did, we did talk I didn't about know it. a decision. But we're announcing made. it now, so it's not a weird shock to anybody. Okay. So we, we're we're gonna be changing when we do these podcasts. We love doing them. Uh, we want to keep it uh content. We got a lot more content coming out. Um so you guys be supporting, be praying for us. We got a lot of stuff moving forward. So that being said, we got some news bits to cover for you guys. Obviously, like we do every show, um, we're gonna, we're not going to talk long on things, but we this is actually a really good segue 
for what we're talking about. Narcissism and government. Do you have a relationship with a narcissistic government? Now, hear me out here. If, 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 if we don't think narcissism exists, exists in government and it only exists on one side, you're sorely deceived. It wasn't just, a, you know, people said Trump was a narcissist and all these other things. Narcissism is not just in your face blatant. It's subtle on how they do this. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. Um, we, we want your feedback. Again, go ahead and comment down below where you're from, where you're at, what you're listening to, why you're even here on the podcast. Seriously, like why are you even <laughs> listening to us? It's great. So go for it. All right. News bits. News here bits, we go. Here we go. Yep. So slide number one. So we're going to start off with some good news. I've got a couple of great slides for you. So slide number one, recalls. We have people getting recalled, and uh, recalls are happening on school boards. Now, why is this good news? You might think, well, that's not such good news. That seems kind of controversial. Well, because if you're not happy with your school board, it's time to change it. And what this says is people are getting active. So, so far, there have been 58 recall petitions that have happened. Come on. Okay, it's not enough, but this is a start. Dude, yeah. 22 of those have happened in California. Come on, dude. Right? See? See? You are not alone in California. Immediately what comes to mind is, is when Elijah is in the cave. And he's, Lord, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. There's nobody. And the Lord says, I have 7,000 who will not bow the knee to Baal. Yep. And it's like, I think sometimes in California, you're just like, there's no other conservatives in this state. There are other people who believe the same way as you do Come and on. have the same values. It's time to step up, which this should be encouraging if you're out in California. So the next step, get these people removed and you put yourself in that position. You get elected to that school board. That's right. That's right. So, so we've been talking a lot about how do we get involved? Why, why do we do this? Look, the, the only way you're going to win is to let people know up in government that they work for you. You don't work for them. We're not supposed to be submitted to them. They're supposed to be submitted to a constitution, which keeps us free. The declaration says that governments are instituted among men to protect our God-given rights, right? So until you do that, until we stand up together and say, no, we're not doing this anymore, that's what it's going to take is yep. for us to stand up to stop these vax mandates. And we know what's going on all over the world, right? It's scary. We get it. There's a lot of things happening. We all know that they want they want all the nations to bow the knee. They, we all know they want this stuff, right? But if it happens here where we turn the tide, it'll give the rest of the world courage to do the same thing. So don't be afraid and don't lose heart. We are winning. Look, if it's happening in California. You know something's dude, going Dude, I'm on. telling you. So we've always, oh, California's lost. No, it's not. We needed something like this to happen in order to shake the tree. Right. And now people are saying, "We're enough of this. Larry Elder's kicking butt out there he right is. now, dude. He is. He is moving. They, the, the guy running for governor to, to recall Gavin Newsom. They, it, it's so bad that they called Larry Elder, what was it? Something to the effect of the oh, black face of white supremacy the or black, something. Listen to that. Right. That, that's how you twisted know, they are. Now government is acting like fifth graders and name calling because they don't have, they do not have the, the statue, the statue, the backbone. They don't have the facts. So they have to name call and put it all over the map, right? To smear people because they don't have a better defense. William Ralph Ingay once said this, that the enemies of liberty don't argue. They shout and they shoot. And that's what they've been doing for years. Right. So they just keep trying to pull it and don't be deceived. Now's the time to hold the line. Right. So let's go to slide two, because this gets right into that whole changing things and making your voice heard. And this, Come happened, on. this happened in Colorado, which is not, you know, a bastion of conservative. Hey, we've got a lot of people watching on YouTube. Can you guys comment where you're from below, please? Yeah. And who you are? Say hi. Yeah. Say hi to us. Say hi. say hi to us. All right. And thank you so much for tuning in. I, I love the YouTube crowd, especially because YouTube is so against people like us. I, it's kind of like I want to blow YouTube yes, up Jesus. by their own game. It's not. Okay. Take that metaphorically. I want to beat YouTube at their own game. I'm not calling anything about you guys know. Anyway, slide number two, CRT. So in Colorado, parents were were just shellacking CRT. And there was this one parent named Derek Wilburn. He was a black father who absolutely destroyed the program. I'm going to quick read through what he stated. Mind you, after he got done, the school board voted three to two to ban CRT in the school district. Colorado, guys. Colorado. Take hope on this. Okay. I am a direct descendant of the North American slave trade. So if anybody has complaints <laughs> yeah, in this, this whole guy. reparations game, this guy. Both my parents are black. All four of my grandparents are black. All eight of my great-grandparents and all 16 of my great-greats. On my mother's side, my ancestors were enslaved in Alabama. On my father's side, we were enslaved in Texas. I'm not oppressed and I'm not a victim. 
Okay. He added that his three children are not oppressed either, though they are victims. I taught my children they are victims of three things. Get this, what he's what he teaches his kids. Victims of three things, their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision-making. That's all. We are not victims of America. We are not victims of some unseen 190-year-old force that kind of floats around in the ether. Putting critical theory into our classroom is taking our nation in the wrong direction. Come on. Racism in America would be by and large dead today if it were not for certain people and institutions keeping it on life support. Sadly, very sadly, one of those institutions is the American education system. Ooh. Putting critical race theory in classrooms is not combating racism. It's fanning the flames of what little embers are left. I encourage you to support this resolution. Let racism die the death it deserves. Mic drop. Dude. <laughs> Mic drop. You know what I love about that? It was impassioned speech. It wasn't a... I'm going to go tell him off. It's like, no, this is truth. Right. You're going to bow to truth. And you know what? The truth will set you what? Free. Free. The truth. See, you don't need to be a jerk about it. You just need to go tell it. And you know what? Eventually, it has to crack. That's what I love about the Spirit of God. Eventually, he just gets through because God will have his way in the whirlwind. The Bible says he'll have his way in the whirlwind. He has his way in the darkness and that he's found in the darkness. Listen to me. The darker it gets, the more I know he's active. The reason why it's dark is because God's exposing the darkness in the land. We should be encouraged that it's dark right now, not discouraged and in fear. We should be saying, Lord, there's faith right now because states like California now are saying, wait a second here. You watch New York's next. They're going to start doing some shakeup things in New York, yeah. especially after this Cuomo thing. I'm telling you, you're going to see more and more people rise up. There's, there's businesses right now standing against this stuff and they're going to win. And you're going to watch them win. Watch. You know what's happening right now? Government is afraid. They're afraid because people won't submit anymore. They won't submit. And when, since they won't submit, they don't have to submit, right? They're, they're getting afraid. They're getting scared now. And so now they're saying, well, we're just going to figure out if we can mandate these things. And I'll keep saying this till I'm blue in the face. When they start doing that, they're panicking, not you. Right. And that's, that's what you need to expect on this next step is there's panic that's starting to happen of, wait a second, the population isn't just laying down here. You have to expect that they'll try and apply a little bit of pressure. Come on, dude. You have to be willing to stand through that pressure. Come on. You have to be. Do it. Because if you Do back it. down and you lay down for that pressure, they've won. Yeah, come on. They, then they go full force on you and you never get the territory back. <clears throat> now is the time to get all the territory you can. Get them back on their heels. Yeah, listen to this. Submission does not mean the ending of something. It begins tyranny. Submission will never end up where you think freedom lies. It's oh, only being good. vigilant and resistant against tyranny where it ends. That's and good. it will always end when they figure out that the people won't sit back anymore. Right? right. And this is why I just got asked this morning again, could you be a part of something in St. Lucie County? And we want to run this in Martin, Martin, Martin County. Absolutely. What do you need me to do? I'll be there. Right. Because people are finally waking up and we're not just doing these little offshoot things and where people are getting organized and there's millions of us guys don't think that you're alone. You're not alone. Uh, if you guys are on some of these pages, like what was that hashtag that was coming out? Could someone comment below? They, it was uh, a real cool hashtag uh, that, that was happening and trending uh, in, on, on Facebook. And I was excited actually to see it. And there, there's, there's, a, there's a page called Strength in Numbers and people are commenting about their victories, about what's going on all over the country. Obviously, the media is not reporting that. Right. So you're winning. You're winning. This is why narcissism can't win. Because when you have a healthy people who are submitted to God first, you can't be overcome by a narcissist. This is what I love about America. Yeah. America's born in liberty, and it will always come back to that. See, our foundations are rooted in Jesus. They're rooted in God. And when you have that, liberty will always come to the forefront. Eventually, every man will say to himself and every woman, dude, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with this. Democrats are turning on their own party now. Republicans are turning on each other because God has to do that. He has to do that to expose the wickedness in both parties and get people united again to say, no, we're standing against tyranny and we're for liberty as a nation. Right. So let's move to the next thing. We're going to try and blast through these. Uh, we may skip one depending on what our time's doing. But let's go to slide number three. So Biden didn't do nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> so Biden... <laughs> 
Biden decided that uh, he was going to blame everybody but himself for the whole Afghan debacle. Now, here's the reason that we're covering this. So we're talking about narcissism. And once narcissism, <laughs> once, you, okay. once you start to see it and, and you recognize what's going on, you will view your politicians in a completely different light. Come on, dude. And I want to use Biden, and we've got one other example, to show you what narcissism does. So narcissism, one of the things it does is it denies responsibility at every turn. It will try to put it on somebody else. And so Biden did that. He dismissed concerns that the withdrawal was an absolute cluster. He said, I've not seen a questioning of our credibility by our allies. The fact of the matter is, I have not seen that. Matter of fact, the opposite. Dude. Well, Mr. Biden, I just want to uh, bring some stuff to your attention yeah. that obviously you have not seen. So German politician Armin Laschet, Merkel's heir apparent, said the situation is the greatest debacle that NATO has seen since its foundation. Called it, now get this, an epochal change that we are facing. What are we talking about? The power of the U.S., the influence of the U.S. is exactly what this guy is talking about. The epochal change. The epoch of America is changing. He's, and he's saying, look, America is no longer that stable force that is dictating what's going on in the country or Come in the on, world. Dude. And frankly, we're like, well, we don't want to be interventionists anyways, but this is not how we want to lose our strength or our footing because there are plenty of other countries that want to take that spot. Right. And I'm going to read just another one of these. Um, so there was in British Parliament, there was all kinds of people talking. And Lord Ricketts, I want to read what he said, because I think this is very telling. Confidence in NATO has been damaged. China is the main beneficiary of President Biden's decision. America is back now sounds rather hollow. America is backing down fits the case better. The British priority must be to address the damage done to NATO, to rebuild effective political consultations within NATO, right. and to focus on European security and the risk of Islamic terrorism in Europe. Rather than tilting to the Indo-Pacific, that is where the UK, UK needs to put its national security energies. What he's pointing out, whether or not you agree about America being on the global stage, what he's pointing out is saying America is hollow. We have presented ourselves as hollow to the world. Dude, we're literally paper champions. We are. Like we, we, we literally uh, are, are the, the superpower in name only right now. It, that's what it feels like. Um, we were never meant to be. We were meant to be an independent sovereign nation. Uh, we weren't meant to go into foreign wars. And dude, right. I don't care if you like that or not. We were never meant to go meddle in other people's business. How hypocritical it is for us to go say we need to go fix a country. When we can't even balance a checkbook. So don't even tell me constitutionally that we were actually able to do this. The more we disobey this, the worse it gets. It's like the word of God. The more you yeah. disobey it, eventually it'll hit you. And what's what's shining through on this is narcissism doesn't recognize the truth. And so Seriously. what narcissism is doing right now is saying, no, 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 we're stronger than ever. Everybody loves us. We're fine. Oh, it's, it's Trump's fault. It's the Afghan army's fault. It's everybody else's fault. It's not my fault. That's right. That's narcissism. I want to go to the next slide. So slide four. So this happened a little while ago, but this is another symbol of narcissism. Cori Bush, member of the squad, wants to defund police. She determined, however, that she needs protection. Um, during a CBS interview, uh, she was asked to respond to her critics who say it's hypocritical for her to support defunding police departments while she's spending lavishly on her own personal security. I want you to hear this response. They would rather I die. You would rather me die. Is that what you want to see? You want to see me die? You know, because that could be the alternative. So either I spent 70000 on private security over the last few months and I'm here standing now and able to speak, able to help save 11 million people from being evicted. She added, I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up, and defunding the police has to happen. That is a classic case of narcissism. <laughs> totally. Dude. I am more important than you, and that's why this completely hypocritical position makes sense to me. And, and again, here we are, sitting, sitting here saying, what is narcissism? Isn't it funny? Let me just throw this out there. I just posted it today, actually. 
isn't it funny? Or I'm sorry, it's not funny. It's actually gross. A foreign enemy in 2001 attacks our nation. There's reports of them tra uh, training here in Florida, all these other things. But nonetheless, it was a foreign entity who flew right. into the Twin Towers and into the Pentagon. And another, what, what was the other one? Um, I forget what it was. And so guess who they enslave? Guess, guess who they start taking away the rights of? Not, not those who tried to attack us. It's the American people, TSA, NSA, all these other things. Fourth Amendment, out the window, right? Because security is more important than that. So they use fear again, which is what a narcissist does. Same thing with a virus. It comes from China. China, right? Comes from China. How come China's not held accountable? But guess whose rights are being stripped right now? The American people. It's narcissism. And guess what they use to strip away your rights? You would not survive without me. Right. I was in a relationship like that in a ministry. You wouldn't survive without us. And of course, you get petrified inside, right? And you know, if you've ever been around a narcissist and you've been under that kind of authority or that kind of uh, crappy authority, I should say, you know what it feels like when you're like dependent on that. That's what happens. When we become dependent on a government and they're like, hey, without us, you can't survive. Listen to us. Narcissism. Isn't that funny that at this stage, the government believes that nobody would be able to function if they weren't invested in every area of our Is life. Is that not crazy? Right. Any any time we argue for liberty and freedom and and honestly risk because of the liberty, we're told no, you you guys will all fail. You, everything will go go wrong. So we need to be invested in every area of your life. And there's plenty of people who buy it. Bingo. They they buy it and they they accept it that it's just yeah, I need the government in every area of my life for me to survive. Why do you not have the confidence to be able to take care of yourself? Hundred percent. 100%. And that's where we stand right now. We have the confidence to do it within ourselves. Do you know why? Because I don't need a, I don't need someone to tell me what to do. If you're listening to the Spirit of God, he'll tell you. Right. And we've right. replaced God with the government, which right. you guys have heard us say before. Right. 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 I, I just, I, I went off on this thing earlier before we got on the show. If you think about it, government has turned into bad religion. You remember when they used to complain about the old school preachers, the hellfire and brimstone, and they're using fear to get God in us, right? And they would steal our money, right? Religion does. And then, and then when they did that, like they made you a part of their cult. And then, you know, if you weren't for them, you were like ostracized from the church. Government, if, if, if you don't give them your money and if you don't comply with their rules, you're and if you don't, yeah, and they use the constitution against you instead of keeping you free, which is what the Bible's supposed to do, they've become a bad religion. And people have blindly surrendered to their religion because we always need someone higher than us. That proves that God is real. But people want something tangible instead of trusting and putting their faith in Jesus. They need something to control them. And one of the reasons that we're talking about this specifically is because you honestly have to. You have to separate yourself and look at it from an outsider's perspective, because a lot of times what we do is we just think, well, that's just the way it is. And I've got to follow the rules and I have to just submit wherever the government tells me to. Why have you given up all of your faculties to the government? Why have you given up your independent thinking to the government and determined you're going to control everything that I say, do or think, and I'm going to just allow you to? Do you see where we've we've given into this whole system, which is exactly what a narcissist wants? So let's get into this. Slide five. Let's do it. Come on. Narcissism. So I, I went on to psychology today and I, I started pulling off like you would. I would. <laughs> you know, and you're the nerd. I, I like the I mean, website. A cute nerd. Yeah. Wait, hey, that's uh, what? Never mind. Shut Anyways. Up. I'll shut up. That was no, weird. That's a whole nother podcast. That went podcast. really weird. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, psychology today tends to swing liberal, so I, I, I watch how much I'm on there. But they they had a listing, a couple of different articles listing, you know, signs of narcissism. And I I want you to just listen to these. Now they don't all apply, but there are plenty of them that do. Right. So grandiose sense of self importance. Mm. Ding. <laughs> Preoccupation with fantasies. That sound effect. Yeah. Ding. Ding. Preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Ding. Ding! A belief that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people or institutions. Ding. Flipping ding! <laughs> A need for excessive admiration. 
Ding. Ding. A sense of entitlement. Ding. Ding. Interpersonally exploitive behavior. Uh Ding. A lack of empathy. Ding. Envy of others or a belief that others are envious of him or her. Yeah, sure. Why not? A demonstration of arrogant and haughty behaviors or attitudes. Ding, 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 ding. Let's let's go into there was another article that continued this. So this is more about like relationship type thing, but just hear it through. Bragging about one's perfect family, hyper generosity in public to demonstrate that one has power, but coldness once the camera is off. How many of these people you seen take off their Ooh. mask after the camera shuts off? Uh AOC. <clears throat> Hypersensitive and insecure. This includes imagining criticism where it doesn't exist and getting depressed by perceived criticism or lashing out at criticism. I don't know why they question us. <laughs> exactly. We're doing everything good. Why, why won't they, they just listen yeah, to us? These people are deplorable. <laughs> prone, prone to a vast array of negative emotions, including depression, anxiety, self-consciousness, and shame owing to not being given their due. I want to oh point this gosh! one out. How often has your government said Yes, lately, we are, Angela. We are having a lot of fun with this. <laughs> How often has your government lately said, you know what? We are an amazing nation. I love the fact that we live in America. I think the people in the fabric of America are great. I think the beliefs and the foundations are great. I think that overall, you know what? We can return to God and we can move forward in freedom and liberty. No. How often do we hear we're racist, we're homophobic, we're sexist, we're evil, we're, we're tyrants, we're colonialists? Need I go on? And you're white. Oh. You know, Why'd I mean, you just think about this, this, dude. I don't, again, this is where it's like, I just, I just quit caring so much anymore of how to say this right. Bottom line is there will never, ever, ever be equal representation in this country. Not because it's racist, but because literally the white people are over, like more population than the blacks, Hispanics and Chinese are and yeah. India people and, and other races, the American Indian, all that stuff. It just, you, you, it, it is what it is. It's not like they're trying, like, I can't see people going, you know, it's, I just want to keep them all under. <laughs> you know what I do see people doing? Stripping your liberty. And you're worried about what races are doing. And here's government totally stripping your liberty. Oh, and then guess what? Something happens in Afghanistan to take our eyes off what's going on in America. Again, more power grab. Oh, who cares what's going on at the border? By the way, we just passed a three and a half trillion, 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 trillion dollar spending budget, which we've never done in history. And they keep distracting you. And guess what we do? We fall into it. Churches are now saying pray for Afghanistan. When's the last time they posted pray for America to end tyranny? Right. Seriously, we should pray for Afghanistan. You're right. We need to get those Christians out of there. You're right. But what about empowering Christians here? What about that? That's where I get scared. Not scared. I shouldn't say that. That's where I have hope is that the more they try to distract us, the more I see God's hand moving. You remember when I told you that they tell the truth in confusion? Remember when President Biden said, you can't win with your AR-15s against our F-16s and our tanks? You can't win. The, 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 the Taliban did it. Taliban just, you know. They told over, on themselves. Took over a whole country in a matter of, what, hours? They told on <laughs> themselves. They realize you're more powerful in number than they are. Listen, how do 535 members of Congress and all that stuff challenge 330 million people? If we could wake up to that, it's only them against us. That's it. We elect them. And I have to put this disclaimer in there because, of course, but we're not calling for revolution. We're calling for you to actually take back the power that's yours constitutionally. Oh, come on. Right? Dude, say it again. Say it again, because you're not operating to get your freedom. You are operating as a free man. Right. Free woman. To uphold the power that is already yours. You already have the power and authority. What we need to change in our mindset is that these are not our rulers. These are our representatives. On, these are our employees. You would never allow your sales rep to control your company. Come on. You would say, hit the bricks. That's I'm right. I'm sick of what you're doing. I'm sick of you trying to sell this company out from underneath me. I'm done with you. You have every right to push Ooh. back against Ooh. your representatives. Yeah. Imagine if your salesman went and got a credit card in the company name against your wishes. And just started spending. Just started spending like crazy. Spending, spending, spending. Right? This is for the company, though. Listen, Christian. You don't operate in Christ to gain salvation. You operate in faith because you are saved. Same thing, Americans. Listen to me, citizen. 
You do not go against this government because you want your freedom. You are doing it because you are free. That's the whole reason you stand against tyranny is because you are free. And that freedom is in you by God. Can we get an amen? That's what I'm talking about. You operate in freedom. It's the spirit of God that put it in you. He put it in you. Therefore, nothing in hell can take it away from you. John Dickinson said that kings or parliaments could not give the rights essential to the happiness of mankind. Kings or parliaments couldn't do that. He said, we claim them from a higher source, from the king of kings and the lord of all the earth. He said, they're not given to us by parchments or seals. He said, they are born with us and exist in us by the decrees of providence and cannot be taken from us without first taking our lives. Because they're already existing in us. That's empowerment. That's empowerment. Government has no authority over you. Christ does. Amen. And that's where we need to be. And I'm always amazed when you can just throw out those quotes, dude. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I've memorized like yeah, so many of them because, dude, I need that in my heart. Yeah. It's like scripture. It helps me overcome. When We were talking about that today in church. When you, when you have the word of God in you, you can overcome any situation because the word of God is in you to come against it. That's why we're Christians. We have the faith of God in us. Same thing here. Narcissism or nothing, dude. When you wake up to the freedom in Christ, you don't care about narcissism. You want to overcome it. You want to defeat it. So let's get into this narcissism thing. So this comparison could be considered somewhat tongue-in-cheek. That's fair. I get it. But I want you to think about the truth. So power, fame, leadership over a lot of people, access to wealth, elite status. These are all extremely tempting for people who carry narcissistic traits. Come on. I'm not saying every politician is a narcissist, but dang it, there's probably a great big handful of them who, you know, swing into the narcissistic realm. So think about what being in high levels of government offers. It's connections, it's elitism, it's power, it's wealth. How is it that Nancy Pelosi can be making $174,000 a year, yet she's worth over $100 million. Mm, I wonder. And how are they so good at selling their stocks off before right? they fall and plummet? Right. How do they do that? Hours before and then I don't somehow. Understand. And the SEC just, you know, kind of turns they're, a blind they're too busy eye. going after guys who buy into GameStop. <sighs> Sorry. Am I upset? I'm upset. Yeah, good. So everyone's got a range on this. I need you to be upset. Skill. <laughs> I love I, it. I'm I'm the calm. In I the love storm. it when you're upset. <laughs> you're awesome when you're upset. <laughs> it, <laughs> happens every once in a while. So everyone's got a range on the narcissistic scale. It's hard to fathom their politicians don't tend to score higher than the general population, right? Your average farmer in Iowa probably is not as high on the narcissistic scale as somebody like, oh, I don't know, Gavin Newsom. But this begs the question. So what do you have when you have this group of people who are attracted to these things such as power, wealth, access, elitism? You have a government full of these people who then decide that they are superior to others and they are the ones who need to tell everybody what to do. So let's explore this idea because sometimes it takes realization for a victim to wake up to their own abuse. And that's what we're – this is the intervention. We are sitting you down, America, and we're saying this is an intervention for you. You are a victim of a narcissistic government. So narcissism is often reflected in a person's ability to be sincerely responsible or the lack of ability to be sincerely irresponsible. A person who's narcissistic will not take responsibility. They'll shove it onto somebody else, even if they're harming somebody else in their actions. So let's look at government. How often does our government actually... How often does our government cause an issue or complicate a problem? And as opposed to backing off, admitting, you know what, we made a mistake. We're going to shut this program down. We're going to think about it. We're going to decide what's the best way forward. They throw more money at the problem. Right. They blame other people. Every time. They double down. They say, well, this was your fault. This didn't work. We need more money for this. Or when they make an error, they gaslight their own population. They blame certain segments. Instead of truly delving into what the problems are. And the stats and facts that could actually help get a solution for the problem, if those stats and facts don't align with what they've already decided, they ignore them. This is a narcissistic tendency. So also, authentic remorse 
is a sign of a well-adjusted individual. You do wrong. You've made a mistake. You've made a grave error. You have remorse. Someone who does not feel remorse and maybe pays lip service before turning it on somebody else, they're higher on the narcissistic scale. Yeah, you know how they do it, right? When they're like, look, we know something we're wrong. But it really wasn't our fault. It was the last guy that put some laws in. They've all done it. Every one of them's done it. Right. You know what I mean? Republican, Democrat, they all do it. Right. This is this is the problem with power. Never once you say, you know what? I, I, I biffed on this one, guys. Like, I screwed up. I think that's where John F. Kennedy was in the Bay of Pigs. He was like, oh, I screwed up. I screwed up. You know, and that's yeah. that's honorable. Dude, we can dig that. If you screw up, we get it. You're human, right? It's when you claim to be God that we start to get frustrated. It's like, dude, just admit it, Joe. Just admit it. You screwed up. Could you imagine how much more credit? Trump? All of Right. How much more credit our government would have if they, Credibility, if, yeah. if, if they had come out and said, you know what? We looked at the research. We're not quite sure on masks. So we're going to say, hey, you know what? Do what you feel is necessary. We suggest them. But just do what you feel is necessary. Look into the information. You know how much more credibility they would have had as opposed to it doesn't matter what you're telling us. That's misinformation. You need to wear a mask. We're going to put in mandates. That's a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. That's somebody who's not willing to understand where they're coming from and where you're coming from and understand when they've made a mistake or they didn't have all the information. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when one doctor named Fauci is responsible for the messaging of this whole thing, when there's like hundreds of thousands of doctors out there that can give such different opinions, right? There's no board of this. Yeah, the CDC, but like who controls that? They're government funded, duh. So what are they going to say? Anything that benefits them? I mean, this makes sense of this, right? That's not a conspiracy. That's just truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if they were honest and saying, you know, hey, we, we kind of need more voices on this. You know, let's 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 figure this out. Would that know? be beautiful? Yeah, dude. If, as, be opposed, honest. as opposed to we're going to get our experts together. And oh, by the way, we handpicked. But that all takes of our common experts, sense. And, you know? and we don't we don't have a lot no. of that. You know? And to add on to that, have you ever watched a politician apologize? And you're looking at him going, this guy doesn't mean a word he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Crocodile tears. Dude, look at Cuomo. When, when he got right? busted for all this stuff, he was like, I do this with everybody. <laughs> and then he steps aside. He's like, I figured it was just best for everyone if I stepped aside. How about stepping aside <laughs> because you're at the center of a bunch of sexual assault yeah, claims? Yeah, you're a perv. Like, it's just <laughs> Dude, and you don't step aside if it was false. Right. You don't step aside if it was false, homie. You know what I mean? You stand your ground. No, he know he knew full well, man. And I just think about how many times you've seen politicians. I just I want to apologize to to my family and my constituents that uh, you guys took it that way. I am not a crook. I am not a crook. Oh, sorry, sorry, government. Tangent. Oh, I love it. So your government does not attempt to repair the damage they've done. They double down. They double down, guys. So we're looking at a person or government who aims for their goal and they're willing to run over others to get it. That's not the only thing. There's also manipulation because a narcissist craves social attention and adoration, yet they resent the people and discredit them along the way. Hitler. Right? So when a government... Hillary. When a government looks at their people, tell me, tell me they're not. I mean, I like, oh, you're compare, comparing Hillary to Hitler. It's the narcissism that yeah. I'm comparing. It's the idea that if you're against me, I can knock you down and call you deplorables. It's so ridiculous. And dude, they all do Dehumanize. it. Dehumanize. Yeah, Trump did it too. Yep. Like, let's not let's get let's not kid ourselves here, okay? You know, it's like those stupid sons of whatever they call. It. It's like, how about educate them, bro? Like they don't understand the Constitution like you do, man, or if you even do. Right. It's like this whole idea. Government is OK. <laughs> let's let's get real. OK, let's get real. <laughs> government on either side is narcissistic. It always grows. Always does. Don't care what you say. Always does. Always justifies right? itself. You know how I know that Trump passed a bunch of executive orders. What happened when Biden got in there? He reversed them. Why? Because Trump's not supposed to do that. So government still grew. See how this works? And they always have to bash the other side to get their point across. Not go above them and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to show them by our actions. We're going to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. Words work sometimes. But, dude, show them. Show them. And a narcissist won't work on principle. 
And what you're noticing with our government is they're not working on principle. They're working on on the flow of social culture. They're going to get swayed to and fro depending on what the the poll of the day says. When you think about somebody who, not perfect, flawed, but somebody like George Washington, he worked on principle. He worked on foundation. This is why that guy said, I'm not going to be king. They wanted to make him king, and he said no. Why? Because he works on a different principle. I know. He he held to that foundation, that system. We have some politicians that do that, though it's very few. But you need politicians who are standing on a principle, not on what the poll says or what the people want. Because guess what? People want one thing one day and they want another thing another day. Guess what? People are never satisfied either. You give them a million dollars, they say, well, why not 1.5? I think we need a shirt that says make politicians representatives again. Right. Because that's what they should be. representing. They should be representing us and then going home. Right. Right. Richard's all about it. Yeah, Richard's over here like, Amen and over here. He's all like interrupting the broadcast over here. Amen. Yeah, yeah that's narcissistic all right. tendencies needs all the attention. Shoot. I'm playing. That's so bad. I'm sorry, bro. I, I love how I'm Richard sorry. is like the least narcissistic person totally. in the world. But you're a narcissist for the next couple of weeks, Richard. <laughs> all about yourself, man. So so the government will manipulate you. Think about a narcissistic relationship. Somebody who's a narcissist in the middle of the relationship. They will manipulate the victim. They will they will castigate them, scapegoat them, make them feel guilty, bring them back in, and then still oppress them. Government is doing that to exactly. us. They are oppressing us and then manipulating <clears throat> and gaslighting us, saying it's all our fault. If you guys would just get with the program, we wouldn't have to oppress you. I don't care what you say. You're listen still going to oppress listen me. Listen to that. Right? If you if you would just get on board, we wouldn't have to do this. But we, you're still going to do that's it. That's right. If you would just <laughs> submit to us, we wouldn't have to force you. Just listen to how arrogant that statement is. So arrogant. Listen you, to that. You have determined that you need to force me to do something I don't want to do for my own good. You know better for me what is good for me than I do. Narcissist. Superiority complex. Shut up. Yeah. Bye. Get out of my life. Yeah. Let me die in peace <laughs> in my own stupidity. Okay? Yo, so did you guys know? Did you guys know that a lot of people, everybody dies? Wait, what's the stat on that? Like 10 out of 10 or something? Are you serious? Yeah, I think you that's got wrong. a graph on this somewhere. It's 10 I, out of 10 folks die. I think that's a wrong Dude, poll. So, so you know what? As a Christian, you're going to die and you're going to be with Jesus. And that's not so bad. It stinks. I know people are going to miss us. I know that. I know that. But God, did you not know that God foreordained when we're going to do that? Like he already knows that. And we need to trust his plan that if it's not our time yet, amen. If it's our time, he knew. He knew he was going to have to protect our kids and all these other things. He knew we were going to have to fight this. He knew we were going to be in these situations. He knew this for a long time now. Guys, it's promised in Scripture. It's going to get bad. Yeah. Right? And but but take heart that though an enemy should encamp against me, says in the book of Psalms, and this will I be confident. There's my father. Psalm 3. Again, like, guys, if you could understand Scripture, that's why we're not, like, scared about this. Yeah. I'm not scared at all. Like, Oh my gosh, aren't you afraid they're going to come to your house with guns? It's like, I mean, yeah, I think anybody can think about that and say, man, it's going to be tough for the boys. I get it. I, yeah. I understand that. I know. I've, I've processed this. I think this. about it. I've processed I've processed process this. You've processed this. Yeah. We've talked on this yeah. many nights. It's a heavy It is thought. a heavy burden to, but you know what? God has our families. Right. He's better at protecting our families than we are. Dude, if he can form a nation like America through darkness and tyranny, then what could he do right now? That's my hope, is that right now it's happening again where government has turned tyrannical. What could God do now? What a better way to show his witness than to do it now. And you know what? As it gets darker, then it means the light shines the brightest. We need more faith, not less. And and the beauty of all of this, like you're saying, is now is that time for you guys to start gearing up, start, start stepping out, start standing on conviction. It makes it more clear. Think about that. This type of stuff makes life more clear and simple for you. Now, you may say, no, that's completely wrong. It makes me totally confused. I just want to be comfortable. But once you wake up to the fact that you don't have to say yes, that you can stand on foundation as opposed to standing or kneeling in submittance to your government, 
Yeah. Life becomes more simple because it's, you know what? What happens, happens. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to stand where the conviction is on my heart. Yeah. And, I, and that's where you need to stand. And where we're at right now is self-evident. I know I can speak for you and the rest of us. Guys, America's not done yet. I don't no, care what you say. No. Not even close. We've been saying this Just for gearing up. seven years that we've been doing this. We have been saying America's not done. We're gearing up. Yeah, we're not even close. I don't think we're close at all. And here's why. Because there's just been a lot of things that have not been revealed yet. Is it getting bad? Yeah. But again, this is the time where we need to stand firm. We don't think America's done. I don't really care what anybody says. I don't care what they tell me. And I could be way wrong. But dude, I'd rather be a fool with hope than not have any and show fear. And that's our Jesus. Right. I'm done. And we're, and we're alive in Christ now, dude. We see Jesus as the overcomer. Amen. And, and this is where strong men are created. And if you and your heart have had a long time coming of, I just, I want to be stronger. I want to be something. I want to step outside myself. And you've ever looked at men who have stood firm despite all the odds, somebody like Martin Luther King Jr., who stood firm despite all the odds, now is your chance to start making your legacy. I think a lot about great men, like great, great men. Everything they did perfect? No, but they they created legacy that lasted generations. Men Come like on, Alexander the Great. That's right. Right? He conquered how much? Why? Because he stood out. He stepped out. Now, there's a story that I like to tell, and I want you to relate this to your own life. And it's an old fable legend about Alexander the Great that he was presented with a Gordian knot, and who could ever solve the Gordian knot was considered the ruler or whatever. He looks at it, cuts it in half. I love that. Why? Because he didn't look at it and go, well, I need to pull this string out of this loop and then pull this. No, he didn't have time. He cut it in half. Guess what? Unraveled. Let's move forward. Exactly. Because he didn't allow the rules to box him in. Amen, dude. He didn't have the mindset of, well, the rules are there and I can't I can't get around see, this. See, dude, right there. That's it. When you start untying things you've been taught your whole life, what does repentance mean? Turn of mind. When you start turning your mind to the things of God, you start to see that all the stuff that's happening is all oppression. I'm called to destroy darkness. I am called by the authority of God to destroy darkness in others. I'm called to see people delivered, saved, rid from fear, all that stuff. That's our job. Now, do we know crap's happening all over the world? Yeah. Do we think that they're, they're in cahoots with one another? Absolutely. Are they trying to make nations come together? Yes, of course. Right. But again, I don't serve them. I don't serve them. And I've seen time and time again, God move situations on the behalf of his saints. I'm believing for it again. And dude, what a better way. What a better testimony to see that happen, yeah. right? For our kids, guys. For our kids. And, and when you're ready to, when you're dead to yourself, you're ready to fight. You're ready to move forward. I, th I think about, I, I love examples and metaphors out of other figures in history. And I think about the Spartans, you know, the, the, this idea of just defending with your, your life is toast. Your life is done. So you can fight fully. As long as you hold on to your life, you're not going to fight fully. But Whoa, once you've been dead on. to yourself, you fight fully. You're fully in because you're whatever. I'm already dead. The rest is a bonus. That's exactly right. And you as a Christian have the ultimate bonus because it's all assured. Yeah. So you can step forward and say, you know what? I can go full out and I can do whatever I want, what I need to do. That's and faith. I'll stand on conviction. That's faith. That's faith. Because it's okay. Good word, man. If I die Come tomorrow, on. I know I stood fully. And I want you guys to stand fully. It's time to stand up and stand fully. I'm afraid of going to jail. If you're dead to yourself, you do what you need to do. I'm afraid to go into camps. You're dead to yourself, you do what you need to do. And you trust in the Lord that the Lord will do what he needs to do for his will to get done. And that's the rub, is a lot of people don't realize they're not dead to themselves because they still want their own will done, yep. not the Lord's. What if his will demands that you die? Can I give you guys a couple examples how you know you're not dead to yourself? One, you're looking for the silver bullet, not the sacrifice. You're looking, what's the quick fix? How do we fix this? Instead of knowing that you're going to have to sacrifice. And when you understand what that word really means, you're already non-existent in your heart. God is now overtaken. Again, what's that scripture? When he says that I'm crucified with him. Colossians 3, set your affection on things. Listen, not affections, affection on things oh, above. That's good. Where Christ sits at the right hand of the Father. 
that's how you know you're still alive to yourself. You want to know how another way you're, you're, you're alive to yourself and not dead to yourself yet? You're still thinking in yourself that, oh my gosh, I have to, I just have to hoard it all. I've got to do all this. And it's like, you know what? Who gave it to you? Right? There's a difference between having fear and being prudent. And people confuse the two. They think being prudent is fear, or I'm sorry, fear is being prudent. And what I mean by that is prudence means proceeding with caution. In other words, I understand the dangers. I'm going to go do it anyway, right? Fear is debilitating. It holds you back. Mm -hmm. And they think by not doing anything, I'm being prudent. I'm being smart. I'm being wise. I'm being, no, you're actually operating in fear. Prudence has wisdom and proceeds with caution and proceeds anyway. But I have wisdom. I understand the fight I'm getting into. It's going to be hard. Uh, what did Washington say about New York? He said, we're going to have a bloody summer of it. But if God is on our side, and I believe our cause is just, he will, he, will, he will succeed with us the way he used to. If I believe this cause is just, he will succeed with us the way he used to. Dude, come on, man. And, and wisdom Ooh. wisdom will take, come on, man. take fear into account because you will be afraid. We all get afraid, but wisdom takes fear into account and it steps out anyways. I know. You ever, you ever, I'm sure all of you can relate to a situation where you were fearful of something, yet you still stepped out and did what you need to do. That wisdom is taking that fear under control and saying, even though I feel this way, I'm still going to step out. I think we look at some great figures and we say they weren't afraid of anything. No, everybody gets afraid. And I mean this. Every single Every one person gets afraid. Seriously, dude. But it's stepping past that. It's going, even though I'm afraid, I'm still going forward. And being able to step beyond that emotional reaction, that's wisdom. Yeah, dude. Every, that's moving forward. Every, every martyr. Scripture says it. They love not their lives unto the death. You see, they, they love not their lives to the, like they went all the way. When you realize that Christ, the Holy Spirit, he cannot revive. Listen. He cannot revive something that is not dead. And until you go to the cross, he can't revive you. He can't, he can't make you alive inside. You even have to put down your thoughts of what you think joy is. Crucify that and say, Lord, what is your joy? Because through all of this stuff, we should all have joy because it's not our joy. Hat tip, Pastor Todd. It's not our joy to begin with. It's not my peace to begin with. We should all have peace in the midst of the chaos because it doesn't come from us anyway. So if we're truly operating as Christians and in Jesus, we will have the peace of God that passes all human understanding. We will have the joy from heaven. We will have the wisdom, like it says in the book of James, from above, that it's peaceable. We're, we, we have wisdom from above and that wisdom, revelation and knowledge comes from God. So we know how to answer these situations because we've been in the word and we've been in prayer and we know who our God is and we've seen him come through and we've read every story in the Bible, right? I mean, I keep thinking about these guys, dude, like Peter, when he said, come and follow me, Peter saw himself as a fisherman. God saw an apostle, right? You see what I'm saying? You see that? Peter saw a fisherman. God saw an apostle. He said, on this rock, I'll build my church. And that's how we need to see the situation. We see, people see chaos. We see opportunity. We see the gospel being preached. We see God being exalted and lifted up. We see Christ being lifted up and drawing all men to him. We see the opportunity where we can educate the masses and say, no, we're going to have a constitution again that glorifies God. That's the opportunity we have. See? And when you have the eyes of faith, you can see it as opportunity. You don't see it as a bad thing, dude. So we were, we've been talking about this for years. We didn't ask for this. You know what? Thank God we didn't ask for this because it's our time. Right. It's our time now. Let's do with it what Lord, we need. Lord, now you brought us here. And that whole scripture for such a time as this was a promise through persecution. Here we are for such a time as this. Stand up, saints, because it's yours now. The ball is in your court. And God's given you the training, the ability, the authority, the wisdom, the stamina, the strength to, 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 to fly like eagles. He's given you that wisdom and strength. This is the encouragement and the hope that we need to preach right here. That peace and love and joy does not come from us. It comes from God. So we should always be operating in that, always having hope. And you may feel a struggle. You may feel resistance about, do I stand up at work because I could lose my job? Or do I stand up against the school board who could throw me out? Or do I stand up against the government official? Perfect love casts out all fear. 
And one thing that I want to point out is... <laughs> when you see it on Instagram... Zero in. Like when you Zero see it on, in. When you see it on Instagram... Oh, that's beautiful. Look at that face. <laughs> okay. So, in the garden, Christ says, look, if it be possible, take this cup from me. Yeah, come on. That statement right there is a statement of sinless struggle. Think about it. Christ himself was saying, look, Lord, if it's possible, take this from me. But notice what he says right after that. But not my will, but your will be done. His perfect love casted out any fear. Now, we're not talking about the pain of the cross. We're not talking about the beatings. We're talking about the full wrath of God poured out on Christ. That's where that struggle came from. And Christ still stepped forward and gave perfect love to the Father and said, not my will, your will be done. And I want you to use that as an encouragement and inspiration because you'll have that moment where it's like, Lord, I don't want to do this. Yeah, but you got to cross it. But you have to cross it. And when you're dead to yourself, yeah, but- you will say, not my will, your will be done, Lord. And you, and watch, you and, will step forward dude, in perfect love. And to take it further, watch him meet you there. Right. You watch him meet you there. You watch him overcome. And I think that's the coolest part is that like we've seen him time and again, time and again meet us where we thought this is impossible. It's perfect. Hudson Taylor said it. I'll say it again. There's three stages in every great work of God. First, it's impossible, then it's difficult, then it's done. What else do you got to live for? It's time to live for our kids, folks. It's time to live for his bride. It's time to live for the word of God, not die for it. Anybody can do that. Any fool could die for something. Live for it, though. Show your kids something they've never seen before. They've only seen it in movies. Let's show our Jesus off and see what the Holy Spirit can do. It's time to live for Christ, not die for him, but live for him. And there's a difference. We can go to that cross and say, Lord, I love not my life to the death, man. I'm despising the shame too, Lord. I sound like a fool in front of everybody. Everybody says I need a degree in this. Dude, you don't need a degree to read bull crap, okay? You know when it's crap and it's junk. You just need the wisdom from above and the world will call it foolish. But so what? He uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things of the world to confound the mighty sea. When you're seeing scripture this way, it sets you free, not oppresses you. Yes. This is why Romans 13 used in a false context has oppressed church for millions, or I'm sorry, for thousands of years. It's oppressed the church. First, uh, First Peter 2, Titus 3, they've used those scriptures to oppress the church. When you see it in the context of Jesus and understand it, it is only enlightening your fire to move forward. That's what scripture should do. The constitution was written to protect your rights, not to empower government, see? And they're not using it against you. Bad religion, bad teaching. What does the Bible say? Uh, it, it corrupts good manners. Uh, bad company corrupts good manners. Who are you hanging out with? You hanging around people that speak a lot of fear? You better get away from them. You, you better get away from them. That gets into what we've talked about. Uh, I talk a lot about you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. Yep. So if you surround yourself with negativity, lack of hope, uh, oppression, depression, what are you going to feel? Come what on, are you going to feel in your life? And so you have to surround your pe- yourself with people who push you further and push you up. And that's something that as we close this out, we encourage you get around nice open believers who are who are pushing forward believers who are going deeper with the lord believers who believe that it is possible to raise the dead and i mean that specifically explicitly spiritually like, physically mentally all of like, it like not not metaphorically like raise somebody who's been depressed and hey that's raising the dead like cold dead lifeless no heartbeat raise the dead Time to speak. To are the you walking winds. with those type of believers? Or are you walking with the people who decide, you know, as long as I just follow the Ten Commandments and I don't listen to the the wrong type of music, I'll be okay. Maybe you should inspire those people to step forward. <laughs> we as believers have no limitation on the amount of faith that we can have. Truth. 
There's no limitation except for what you set on yourself. And too often we set a limitation for ourselves because we're afraid of where it might take us to walk in deeper faith. And we're afraid of the risk and we're afraid of falling. Perfect love casts out all fear. So if you have a perfect love for Christ, you trust everything he said, whereas you could have the amount of faith to speak to that mountain and tell it to jump in the sea and it'll do it. Yep, come on. Speak to the storm and the storm will calm. Why is it that Christ is the one who can just speak that word and the storm listens? Yeah, but Or God himself can speak creation into existence. He didn't fashion it. He didn't build it with his hands. He didn't take all of this effort. He spoke it. And so I encourage you to start exploring what it means to have that amount of faith. There's always more faith you can have. And our faith and hope is that the Lord is not done with America and that it is the church that will be able to bring about a great awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that great awakening will shift and change the culture and the hearts of this country. It is time to start having that faith instead of saying, well, the government's going to mandate vaccines. I guess we're, we're, we're screwed. That's right. Start walking in faith and hope. So, so there's a last thing I want to talk about here too. Um, and, and I do want you guys to hear us. So we had some questions about the Torchbearer program and I'm just going to address them real quick. We've been talking about the Torchbearer program because we're growing that monthly support system. I just put a link down below. It's from, from, from us and I'll put it here on, uh, Instagram. If you guys haven't seen it, I actually can't type it on Instagram since it's on my phone. Um, but what we're, we're, someone had asked uh, a couple of people have actually asked, you know, where does the money go and all that stuff? Let's, let's just be honest. I'll tell you several things. We have a lot of things coming up like our curriculums. Well, we have to pay for that stuff and we're paying people to write them, to edit them and all that stuff. So that goes to that. Also goes for our podcast studio. So like what we're doing here, um, it goes to our salaries. It helps us continue to do what we do. Helps us eat. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of money to do that. A lot of the times, and this is just brutal honesty, we can't like people can't afford us coming to their places to do um, our events. They can't, they can't afford the cost it takes us to do that. can, can I interrupt sure, on that? Sure, go ahead. Before you say, well, you guys are just charging too much, you have to understand that we have to we have to do plane tickets. We got to get a rental car. Yeah. We got to move all of our gear. We've got to actually get there. We have to eat. We have to have a place to stay. And before you say, well, you guys need to just limit it down, understand like we've spent the nights in the truck stops. Too many we've, times. We've we've done it eating on rice and beans. I've stayed I've, at people's houses, right, all that stuff. Like but at some point, especially with the way we're growing, we need to do what we need to do because notice we we when we're at a homeschool convention, we're there and we're invested. And I think sometimes people think, hey, you guys are doing great. Why are you asking for money? <laughs> we need the money. And man, it's tight. Well, it's true. It's tight and here's, here's the other thing: we're you know? actually a nonprofit for a reason. We don't have any profit. Right. There's it's no, it's going there's, into there's the... no profits in this ministry. I can promise you. But the cool thing is, God has sustained us. Absolutely. I'm not saying we're in the hole. Absolutely. We're not hurting. No. We're not any of that stuff. God is faithful. But when we offer this, you're sowing into a field for us to continue to do what we do. Um, you would never ask like a T-Mobile representative, "Hey, why are we paying you this money? Like, why do you need to charge so much for a phone?" Right? We just pay it. Right? We just do. Right? We feel the need to go reach the nation and local governments, and we're doing that, right? So everywhere we go, we do our best to get there without any pay, and and sometimes they do, and most times they don't, you know. So and it's fine. We continue to raise the supports when people donate to us. It goes to those traveling costs. I mean, dude, just airplane tickets alone. I think oh, for four, brutal. there's four of us going to California for the big conference. It's like over a grand yeah. just to just to fly. You know, that's not that's not including us being there for a few days to eat and and all that other none of that stuff, right? So, you know, we're asking you for help and be a part of that monthly sponsor program to help us get there. Now, there's more stuff coming down the pike. When I'm talking about there's a lot of background stuff that we need that I can't do. I don't do social media very well. I stink at it. I mean, I post a lot and they get mad at me because I post on my page <laughs> and not self-evident. Sorry, I'm not trying to be whatever. They get really upset with me and frustrated. Right. But it's like we need people to do those things because that's the new medium to reach people. Right. Um, there's there, just just our T-shirts alone. You know what I mean? We're going out there and slanging them and doing the yeah. best we can. We give away a lot of product. We do. We give, I, at least I do. They hate that. But it's like, I give away stuff to people. You know why? Because some of them can't afford it. And I know what it's like to be that parent who doesn't have the money for it. I get it. 
I understand it. Dude, when we go out, I go out and give out these slides for free. We don't have royalties on our curriculums. Like, so our curriculums, you buy them once, you can distribute it all over you want. People are like, how come you don't collect royalties on them? Like a, what do they call it? Like a, like a a consistent, like royalty thing. Because I don't want to. Like, this isn't copyrighted Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? That's, and that's a really good point is our presentations, our slides, if you ask, we send them right out to you. And we don't, we don't say, hey, you can't reuse these. You can't present these. Uh, All of our, information our curriculum it's if we're charging for it we're charging it because hey we kind of need to make the cost back but we're not breathing down your neck saying you can't give this to your friend do what you need to do with it right but we we want the information in people's hands we just also need to make sure that we're not completely in the hole exactly (laughs) but you know too your support helps us give away curriculums for people that can't afford it that have kids and we I know what it's like to have that parent who's got to give up their job to do homeschooling. I get that stuff. So we want to help as much as we can, right? Doing local events. That's hard to do, you know, especially with what we're doing. So, and, and if it, it, there's more breakdown that you can see my salary, it's literally peanuts to be a CEO of this company, this ministry, seriously. And, and, the, and, and it's not even like, this is what I'm saying. I'm not afraid to talk about this stuff. What do I care? You know, it's like, I have nothing to hide. I'm not driving in a Benz. Uh, our studio is in my home. That's why we don't invite people here. It's in my home. And so we don't have a big space. We don't have office stuff, right? We turn this into one of my rooms turned into a studio, right? Because we know we can keep things cost effective. And so I don't care what you think. This is us. What you see is literally what you get. And when you meet me, I'm the same person here that I am out there. And anybody that knows me can attest to that. I don't change because I don't need to change. I am me. You are you, right? Mm -hmm. And when we go out and minister, we minister the gospel of Jesus. And we see people set free and delivered. That's all we're asking for is like, if you guys can help us get there, help us get there, help us get there. You guys can sign up. I've just put a link down there uh, for the, the, the Torchbearer Society. The Torchbearer Society has been really cool. Um, we're actually doing something new here coming up with our curriculums uh, where you can subscribe uh, monthly to have all of our curriculums at your disposal. And, um, you know, if you guys get one, again, you can copy it, share it. I don't care. You know what I mean? Again, it's not my stuff. It's the Lord's. I don't, I don't really have a, you know what I mean? So people get weird about this stuff. I don't even think it's weird. It's like, we need your help. Yeah. You want to help? Great. If you don't, fine. I'm okay. with it. We'll, we'll still pump out the podcast and the podcast will, will always have a free element to it. Um, we do want to do uh, VIP content for you yes. torchbearers. Um, Blogging and, and all that stuff. Yeah. We, we've just got to figure out the time and what we're going to invest our time into. Oh, and follow so. us too, because if we're in your area and you want to meet, let's meet. Yeah, I love absolutely. Going. Dude, I do this a lot. Absolutely. I go out for coffee a lot. I go out for lunch a lot because God is good, right? <laughs> so I don't mind meeting you. I don't mind you know pulling over for a while and saying hi to you. And like, you know, you can ask questions live. I love that stuff. You want me to be on a podcast with you? Great. You want me to come to a school or a church, whatever? Fine. We'll do it. We're not afraid of that. So if you guys have ideas for us to go out there and preach more, great. We would love to take you up on that. Me and Mike go out and speak. I'm trying to get my wife to do it too. If she's listening, right? But so there's tons we can do with you and for you and help you do that and connect the dots there. We've been to tons of states. We'll continue to do more. So we're not afraid of that. Like, please don't think that we're untouchable. My email is available. I think my cell phone's on some, on one of our cars. I don't know. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, so we're being blunt with you and open and honest. We need your help. We really need your help. And uh, we're about to walk into some things where God is moving and we're excited about that. Uh, and, you know, again, share the podcast. There's a link down below uh, on how to donate monthly and be, be one of our partners, man. Yeah. Be excited about it. So that being said, we are wrapping up another week of the Self-Evident Podcast. We just want to say thank you so much for you guys tuning in, for you guys supporting your comments, your likes, your shares, your dislikes. We still love you. And we will be back here next week, Sunday night, 7 p.m. So until then, guys, I'm Mike. This is Massey. Yeah, Have a Trina, great night. My, my wife is amazing. Nailed yes, it. She yes, is. she is. All right. Love you guys. Love you.